When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Scott from Truth Sentinel. How are you, my friend? Hello, Michael. Very well. Yes, uh, feeling pretty good. It's a Sunday morning over here in Thailand. I say morning. Um, yes, it's actually sir. half past 12, but that's kind of my morning. That's morning for me, too. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not an early riser. In fact, I, I don't, can't even understand people who do get up at like 5 a.m. Uh, they, they seem like a different breed of person to me. They don't even seem alive to me. Are they alive? That's that's the question. Maybe that robots. could be the topic of today's show. Are we living amongst an alien species? We might be. I mean, I, I still think about 70 to about 85% of humanity is somehow, some way, brainwashed to a certain degree. They're kind of like, you know, they're, they're rolling around, getting by life with the headlights on, but no one's home. I totally agree with you. I think you're, you're onto something there. It's and a little this weird, has right? become... This has become clearer and clearer over the years, I think, especially now. Yes, sir. And we'll jump right into that in a moment here. But before we begin, um, you know, I've known you, I've known about you since about 2016. I completely forgot that, you know, I could have easily just brought you on. But the only reason I, I even remembered that you were around, Scott, and I have to be honest, is because of Twitter. I was like, oh, my God, I need to bring him back on. I forgot all about him. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, I've been, I have been hiding out on an island in Thailand, so uh, you can be forgiven forgetting about me because I, I have been trying to get away from society. That could be it. I don't blame you for trying to get away. And my God, I have so much to ask you in regards to your location. But yeah, so much has happened since 2016. All kinds of things uh, have, have changed, my friend, since then. I'm like a new guy. I'm, I'm, I'm a new person, basically. Yeah, Um it really has changed. I was. What, I don't know if you've ever seen um, Handmaid's Tale, the TV series. You know, it does ring a bell. It's like a dystopian uh, TV series set in uh, the future when everything uh, everything's been taken over by um, authoritar- authoritarian governments. Oh, right, right, right. And yes. I used to watch it, and uh, you know, there was the big shock factor with these people walking around in masks and things, and. Uh, and now I look out, look outside, and it's uh, exactly the same as the TV series. So I'm a bit confused. It's very confusing, very, very confusing. 
It's very much like the movie Contagion and Outbreak, basically. If you go back and watch the movie Outbreak, you know, with the little monkey, you know, the very opening scene of that movie Outbreak, you know, you're in Fort Detrick, you know, there's a bit of a lab leak, you know, it kind of <laughs> reminds you of what's going on, you know, in present time. It does indeed. I feel um, fucking yeah, I crazy. Contagion. I feel like I'm fucking insane and losing my mind. Yeah, and maybe that's um, maybe that's something to do with the uh, the sleep patterns changing. Um, I was talking to you um, and saying about how I um, how my sleep patterns have changed recently. I seem to be slipping into uh, going to sleep about four a.m. these days. And I think that's part of it. It's Those like, are the best hours, like, though. Uh, no, no, no. Don't don't re- don't resist. Don't fight it, Scott. Those are the best <laughs> hours. You know. Um, all kinds of magical things happen at those hours, especially if you're writing, you got the juices flowing. I mean, my God, you got to take advantage of it. I'm not so much of a writer, to be honest. Um, oh, that's right. You're not. Although I say that. I say that. But, part of, part of but you my do job. write, though. But you do write. Yeah, Scott, come on. You do write. Yeah, uh, I, I say that. I think I'm a reluctant writer because um, part of my actual daytime job is is sometimes helping people write. It's like to give advice on writing essays and that ah, kind of thing. I see. But um, yes, I'm not. I'm not patient enough to be a a writer. You know, like write a novel or anything like that. Yeah. I just I just don't have that kind of patience. You're going to be Shakespeare. Well, just write sh- uh, short sonnets. <laughs> yes, little poems. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe that's it. Yeah, you could you you could be forging out a new career for me here. Or you might work for Hallmark gift cards. Right for who? Sorry, uh, Hallmark. Hallmark. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I you know if someone offered me a job doing that, I would certainly take it up. It's a good job. Uh, works it's a good hard gig. to come by these days. Hell yes, and of course you are out there in Thailand. Uh, I must ask, how on earth did you end up there? I I know you weren't born there, so give us the story. Well, um, if you can, I've always been. In, no, I can. I can. <laughs> I've always been a, a traveler um, since since an early age. That's the one thing I can really point back to my childhood and uh, say there were signs of it even as a toddler because I, I used to I used to get all my toys as a toddler and put them in a box. And then travel around the house uh, and uh, with, with with packed lunches and just travel around to different parts of the house like I was traveling around the world. And then once I got old enough to be able to do it, that's yeah. what I did. So uh, I've been to more than 50 countries and uh, Thailand um, I've come back to on occasions. It's a, it's a great place as a traveler because you can kind of – it feels so different to where you come from if you come from – say, uh, where I do, the UK. The UK, yeah. Uh, yeah, I come from the UK, from around the London area. And uh, Thailand's very different, but at the same time, you can get everything you need here. So if you want your favorite snacks and things, you can get them in Thailand. Did you know at the moment in Thailand, as part of these uh, restrictions, you're not allowed to uh, – this is what an example of some of the crazy rules we're, we're having regarding this uh, pandemic – you're not allowed to have uh, a beer or any alcohol in the privacy of your own home with another person. This really? Is a, this is the gospel truth. You cannot do that here in Thailand at the moment. I had no idea. Yeah, so you can drink alcohol on your own, but you cannot drink with another person, or at least you're not supposed to, and there's there's fines and possible imprisonment if you do. Well, I mean, I understand the social distancing thing, but they clearly state you can't drink alcohol with somebody else. Clearly state that, yeah. Wow. Okay, now that that's a little weird. 
It is weird. It's not based on any kind of science, of course. Not that a lot of this is, really. But, um, yeah, it's just one of the, the silly rules. Um, but there you go. Strange. I had no idea. And, of course, for those that don't know, you have a YouTube channel, which I think you might – you were telling me it might go down, right? Um, actually, I had some good news today. Um, okay. Yeah, I had, two, I had two strikes on YouTube uh, for discussing – things related to the pandemic and uh, the election, the U.S. election as well. That was one of the strikes. Um, but today I, I, um, I submitted a um, – what's it called? An appeal. Uh, appeal, yeah. I submitted an appeal and they came back and said, no, uh, we're upholding this and we're deleting the video, but we're taking the strike off. I didn't quite understand that, but it's good news either way. So now I've only got one strike so that gives me two more episodes where I can talk about anything I want. Very nice. And do you remember what you were saying about the election that caused the initial strike? I guess I was saying that um, there's a possibility it wasn't all above board and that um, perhaps there had been some cheating going on. I, uh, was just suge I was just suggesting, of course, I don't even know if that's the case. You were just saying the election was rigged, basically. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes, I was actually. Yeah, uh, I was saying there was a possibility of it. So I don't quite understand it. It seems like you're not even allowed to entertain certain ideas. You can't even speculate without, certain things. You can't you can't speculate um, like in the other video where I got the strike, which has now been taken off. All I said was that, you know, some people believe the uh, the virus came from China um, and that was it. Apparently, that's bullying. That's bullying oh, towards wow. the Chinese people. So I, I don't I don't get it. Yeah, it's getting a bit crazy when it comes to censorship as well. Well, maybe you should stop bullying people, Scott. I, 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 I just bully. do that naturally. Yeah, I don't know why I do You're that. I must making, stop. Making people cry and making them want to cut, I, them, cut if, their wrists. Even before this show started, I was I was bullying you, wasn't I, before I, the I was, show started? I Yeah, I was feeling bad about myself and you were laughing. <laughs> I should, yeah, I was just making fun of you. Yeah, I'm sorry, fun of me. it just happens occasionally. Yeah, it's, a, na just, it's a natural it thing. <laughs> yeah, that's an, that's insane. That. That's insane, though, that they are that they even did that with you. To be honest, it's outlandish. But then that's what YouTube is all about right now. They are very hard pressed with censoring everyone. You know, that's what they'd like to do, and obviously they have their own agenda. And you know, it, it would be useful and helpful. If they actually sort of, you know, described some of the things that they don't want you to necessarily bring up, if they were more specific, I think that would help everyone out. Everybody would sort of avoid those sort of things, you know? Well, it's, I, I'm not sure I would avoid it, actually. Uh, although, yeah, it's a tough Well, one. there's Do ways to dance around it, though. That's what I'm trying to yeah. get at. Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. Do you don't? Should we dance around it or should we just talk normally? No, I don't on, know. It's always not, a tough one. Well, this isn't going to be on YouTube, so we could say whatever we want here. It's okay. Yeah. Um, no, but yeah, I, I don't like it. I must admit. I don't yeah, you like might, it. You might not want to, yeah, you might not want to put anything uh, on this um, this um, segment here on YouTube. We will get striked, by the way. Mm, yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I mean, for me, freedom of speech is literally – being able to say anything you want, regardless if it's offensive or anything, I at agree. least from the point of delivery. I d that's not to say that I particularly like some things some people say agr or agree with them. I do think um, I do think if you say something that's uh, going to incite violence, then 
you know, you're going to have to deal with the consequences. Sure. I, I do think we can, pre we should pretty much be able to say every anything we want. Um, of course, when it comes to being on some kind of broadcast channel, then the people who run that channel do have some do have some say in what they consider to be acceptable, but I think it's going too far now. A lot that. of people are taking it a little too far. I agree. The censorship is out of control here in America and probably in other parts of the country. Well, other parts of um, the world, I'm sure there's crazy ass regulations going down even more stricter than they already are. You know, of course, a lot, a lot of people out there, they don't have freedom of speech. And um, in the UK, especially, that's going to go away really quick for them. Yeah, I see I that mean, happening first over there before it reaches America. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, there should there, there should be a big difference between having opinions about things and um, and pretending to be an expert with with giving facts on medical matters and uh, things like that. If you're giving an opinion, and you're entitled to an opinion about anything, you know, about jabs, the election, sure. what's happening with lockdowns. I, th I think we should all be entitled to our opinions on that. Yes, we should be able to talk freely about what's going on around the world. Um, if we start disagreeing with people and wanting to, you know, kill them because they opposed what we said, you know, that's that's really the, the end game for a lot of these people on the left and right here in America. You know, they really hate the other side so much that they are even willing to kill their opposition, Scott. That, that's where we're at here in America. Yeah, I, I try not to kill anyone who disagrees with me. I only uh, do it on the in weekends. Most, in, in most situations, I try not to kill them, you know. But um, there's been a few, you know. There's been a few, few times, times, but we all we all slip up occasionally, right? Right. Now there's a few buried in my backyard, <laughs> but I'll edit that part out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would do that for oh, sure. Oh yes, oh yes. And by the way, you do cover plenty of topics that we like to talk about here. You probably do it a little differently than I do it. We all do it a little differently than the next guy. Mine's a bit more open in terms of, you know, everything that we talk about here is kind of, you know, open season. You know, when that little red light is on, all subjects are fair game here. Yeah, well, I, I tend to I tend to agree. You kind of like that, well, too. I'm, yeah, no, um, any anyone's I, 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 I talk to anyone about anything, really, regardless of their opinion. And that's. That's the way I think it should be, and that's where freedom of speech is changing a bit. It's like, it's almost like that if you bring on a guest who's got a very unpopular opinion, um, you're going to be censored. Um, like I was talking to um, one of the um, one of the wives of one of the top ISIS fighters, and uh, when they appeared on on terrestrial TV yeah. or mainstream, they were shouted down instantly. But you know. Um, Sometimes you've got to let people talk and, and listen to their opinions. You don't have to agree with it, but it's important to understand people. If you want, you can't change people's views just by saying they can't talk. It's better to actually talk to them. I agree 100%. Especially, yeah, we've, um, yeah. We've had, yeah, similar topics to yours, I guess. We've talked about, um, in fact, I heard one of your episodes recently about MH370. Ah, oh, nice. Yes, that's a great. Great episode there. Great information from the guest. That was Declan Curran, I think his name was. Yes, sir. And I have to say, I agree with pretty much everything he said. He sounded like he's done his research. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, some of my earlier episodes were solely based around MH370. I did a lot of research into that. And I got, got really, once you get into that topic, you really start um, 
getting hooked on it and uh, I interviewed people here in Thailand that were kind of connected to it I interviewed uh, the um, the girlfriend of one of the guys on the plane and even went to Mauritius looking for parts of the plane oh, wow. so I got heavily heavily involved with that one yeah, yeah you dived in <laughs> yeah I did and I came to the pretty, pretty much cool. the same conclusion as your guest it was uh, eventually ended up in um Diego Garcia. Yeah, Diego Garcia. And then you start seeing how all these governments, they kind of all sort of had a hand in everything, really. You could, you could really connect the dots. You could. And I agree with him, uh, your guest, that Obama was involved as well. He flew over during that time when things were going on. And, and I, I singled out that uh, uh, I think I posted a, a small, a small uh, video uh, with a in as, as an example of how Obama is a psychopath, because he he gave he went over there and gave a speech about how he you know really felt for the families and everything of uh, MH370, and then two weeks later he was back in the um, back in the states and he yes. was using it as a butt of, as one of his jokes. That's what he they all do. Yes, but you know yeah. politicians they are all fake phonies. Yeah, of course they they're, are. Yeah, they're, like, um, like their you. public opinions are much different than their private ones. They are, yeah. They're just uh, their opinions are swayed by whatever works out best for them politically. Oh yes. And, um, oh yes. So, like you, I don't trust any politicians. I don't either. I don't either. And I, it's very hard for me too when I talk to someone and they're very pro, you know, whatever side they like. It. I I have to bite my tongue a lot of times here. Yeah, I always, I can never quite understand when people actually, um, when it comes to elections and things. I've never trusted any elections anyway, so... <laughs> well, neither have um, I. I mean, I, I still think about all the early, you know, scams that happened and going way back. I mean, look at uh, Bush and Florida with uh, versus Gore. Yeah, and even if there's... Even if you think that there's um, no actual rigging or direct rigging of an election, it's rigged before the election's even taken place because if someone controls the media... They control the election, basically, because, come on, at least 80% of people get their views from the media. So if you control mainstream media, you're going to control the outcome of the election pretty much. Oh, yes, pretty much. And it's been going on for a very, very long time. The FBI always has a hand in everything. You can look up the FBI and COINTELPRO and you'll, you'll know all about it, really. Yes, indeed. So the idea that that, uh, that any election is uh, kind of safe um, is is not accurate. But kind I think nonsense. with the um, yeah. the recent U.S. one, there did seem to be some dodgy dealings going on there. It, it did seem that from the outside. Uh, I'm not, you know, I'm I'm from the U.K., so in some ways, you know, it shouldn't even matter that much to me. But um, but you know, there is something. some tomfoolery. Well, look at Biden. I mean. I saw him give a speech the other day. Uh, it was the most uncharismatic thing I've ever seen before in my life. I could give a better speech than that. What was he saying? It's, what was he saying? Um, what was I'll, he I'll saying? I'll find it. Let me see. He was see. talking to a group of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they were the Coast Guards. Coast Guards. All right. Let me look this up. I will and find it on He was making a joke. He was making a mm-hmm. joke and it was just terrible. It, it, it just fell flat. And then he started chastising the crowd saying, Come on, you can laugh. You're supposed to laugh there. That's literally what he was saying. I think I have one clip here that I found. I'm not sure if it's exactly the one you're referring to, but he is talking to the Coast Guard. Let's hear it. 
postcard is, quote, Whoa, for some reason I wasn't playing. Was it playing for you there? It started off low, but then it, then it, then it got louder so I could hear it, yeah. Let's try that again. I can only assume that you will enjoy educating your family about how the Coast Guard is, quote, the hard nucleus around the Navy forms in times of war. You are quite, you're a really dull class. I mean, come on, man. Is the sun getting to you? I would think you'd have an opportunity when I say that about the Navy to clap, but being here together. Oh, it's because they weren't clapping. That's what was going on. That's it. Yeah. It's like, come on, guys, clap, will you? I just told you uh, I told you something uh, that you should be clapping about. It's like. He got mad. You know. Yeah. <laughs> he got irritated at the Coast Guard, basically. You know, it's graduation. I see what's going on now. It's graduation. You know, he's trying to give the speech and trying to rally everyone up and everyone's kind of bored, asleep, thinking, you know, get this guy <laughs> out of here. Who is this guy? They're, they're basically saying. And yeah, he did not like it, obviously. <laughs> Very angry Joe Biden there. Yeah, but this is the guy we're supposed to be led to believe is, is the most popular president ever, right? He's got the highest votes ever. Well, evidently, that's what happened. They're saying this is the guy, you know, the most popular president. Um, uh, you know, he's more popular than Elvis. <laughs> Who is who's apparently still alive. Um, he's bigger than Jesus you. Christ, apparently. Yeah, Um. Yeah, it's not very believable. I mean, some people make the argument, well, it was more that the fact that uh, there were so many people who were anti-Trump that it just, you know, it, it stirred people up to vote. But I, I don't I think that only goes so far. I mean, it, this guy's supposed to be more popular than uh, Obama. Um, right. And uh, he, he's clearly got some issues when it comes to making speeches. He sometimes forgets what he's saying and kind of loses it a bit, which we all do. But if you're president, you're not supposed to do that, really. Well, I mean, he is kind of bold, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I give him yes. a break, you know. He's he's getting up there in age. Yeah. So, yeah, I think um, I'm not convinced. But, you're, uh, yeah, you're not buying it, though. You're not really happy with Joe Biden. I think, it, no, I'm not happy with him at all, considering um, I saw some of the stuff on his son's laptop. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. When I, that, when I deleted that, that stuff. Out, Huh? I said I deleted that stuff from my computer. I, I was thinking this is probably illegal. Yeah, yeah, you have to be careful. There was one interesting thing that happened uh, with that as well. The first time this has ever happened to me, um, my friend, one of my friends says, oh, I haven't seen any of these videos on Biden's laptop, Hunter Biden's laptop. So I said, oh, hang on a sec. Let me send you the link. So there was this Chinese uh, website. I don't know if you use the same one yeah. to get the, some mm -hmm. of the stuff, but – I put I pasted the link in Facebook and, and clicked send and it just disappeared. So I thought that's weird. Let me try that again. So I pasted the link in, press send. It just disappeared. It literally they they changed the algorithms on Facebook so people weren't allowed to share that via that link. Interesting. That's pretty bizarre. That isn't is it? bizarre. I, mean, I, I noticed a lot of things. I I didn't have any faith in mainstream media anyway, but. During that particular story, I really saw how they all clubbed together, all the mainstream media outlets clubbed together to make sure certain stories don't come out. And not only that, they try to make – they try to attack people who are trying to bring the story out. The BBC, for example, at the time when that Hunter Biden laptop story could have been released, um, they then released a story. Uh, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen um, was making that movie – and uh, yeah. he had Julie, uh, Rudy Giuliani in the movie yes. being kind of set up. 
And they released that story instead of the Hunter Biden laptop story at the exact time. So it shows it shows me the BBC are actively taking part in cover ups around the world. So uh, anyone who's paying their BBC license fee, you're wasting your money. Right. And that was the new Borat movie. And I did I did watch that one. It was actually pretty bad. It wasn't as good as the first one, obviously. But I mean, the first one was way back in 2006. So, of course, this new one was going to be trash. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think like he's a part, clever though. guy, Sasha Baron Cohen. I, I think he's clever. I used to find him funnier uh, when he was Ali G and Ali stuff G, like that. But, yeah. now, but now I've lost respect because I think he he must have known what he was doing as well by releasing, giving that video to the BBC. He oh, was of taking course. part. So oh, yeah, he's yeah. lost my respect, yeah. But then again, it's Rudy Giuliani, you know. Well, maybe so, but... Um, I, I, I don't really like Rudy Giuliani. I've been, I haven't liked them. Uh, going back to 9-11, even before 9-11. Yeah, that may be so, but he was just a, ca- a part of that story rather than it – w- it wasn't really about him. It was about the um, the information. Right, me. right. That's true. But, but um, looking at the information, um, looking at the videos and stuff, there were some interesting stories there in, in, in that laptop. And uh, it certainly seemed to indicate that um, – there was some illicit goings on involving finances and that Joe Biden was involved as well. And you think that and was think, legit, by the way? I do. I do think it was legit, although there were certain aspects of it that needed a bit more backing up. I mean, there was pictures of um, there was pictures of certain certain people's daughters. Um, right. OK, Obama, Obama's daughter. I did see that, but I wasn't quite <laughs> um, sure if it really was Obama's daughter, though. Well, there was a there was a reference to a birthmark and everything. That, that's uh-huh. that's the example of stuff I'm not so sure about. It, but it, it wouldn't surprise me. But um, that'd be wild if it really that, was, though, right? Well, exactly. Whoa. Yeah, uh, they're saying it was uh, Obama's daughter. There was the credit card, but yeah, the credit, that card. credit card was stolen. Um, so um, I don't know. There was some stuff that wasn't a hundred percent, but it was certainly interesting. But then there was him, you know, Hunter Biden. Uh, having sexual relations with members of his own family, underage as well. That was so, cr- that was a little creepy, yeah. And then there was uh, information about him accepting millions of pounds or dollars and um, referring to the to other people that that, uh, that could have been his own father. Uh, so yeah, there was th- th- an investigation. I think should have been should have been done. And I think I could play I the sound like, drop for him. Kind of what it was for Hunter Biden, no doubt. It was a bit of a a bomb drop there for him, and I have no idea what to say about Hunter Biden. But I will say this, though, Scott, even with all this controversy that surrounds Joe Biden and Hunter Biden, especially Hunter, um, I still think most of the world, let's say, if Hunter Biden would run for president, let's say, as an example, I still think a lot of people in America would actually vote for him, Scott. Yes, I'm inclined to agree with you, which is the disturbing world we find ourselves in. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Some some people out here in, in the States would say, oh, he slept with a few family members. I've done the same thing. I'd, <laughs> he smokes crack. I smoke crack. I'd vote for him. You mean they can actually identify with him? Oh, yes. They are part of Hunter Biden. A lot of people in America, they resonate with that. I'm not even joking. It sounds like a joke. And partially I am joking. But... Mostly, I'm being serious. 
Well, yeah, um, and I think you're right. I think a lot of people would vote for him. That, and that, that's the kind of annoying thing I find sometimes. It's like there's such a disconnect between we're warped. People, I mean, people ju- are desensit- they're, they're desensitized by a lot of things in life. But also, they don't even know half these they things. I mean, yeah. mo- most people most people wouldn't have even delved into any of this stuff, and would just think uh, they still think Biden and his family are a squeaky clean family because they just they're not prepared to accept any of this stuff they just think it's nonsense russian disinformation or something well we are in the minority i believe we are so it kind of annoys me when there's two there's two perspectives on the world basically yeah. the one the mainstream media present which is which has scrubbed away any of the uh, dirty stuff underneath that we're not supposed to know about and then there's the people who've, who've looked into stuff a bit more and have another view, perspective of the world. And I think that's partly where we find ourselves at the moment with this whole, this whole mess we're in at the moment. Oh, yes. When there is uncertainty, we are hit with a infodemic. You know, we're kind of confused. We don't have all the facts. So we sort of run around in chaos. And that's kind of what... Big Brother wants, you know, they want us to be in chaos all the time, not really knowing the facts, knowing the answers, knowing the truth. Yeah. A great and example. Even when you, th- oh, even when you think ahead. you know the truth, um, even when you think you know the truth, you might have been led astray. Um, you yeah. know, even sometimes when I think, oh, well, look, this is obviously the case. Like, like um, for example, um, let me give you a couple of examples, like with the Epstein case. Um it seemed like, you know, Epstein, we're, we're, we're trying to, uh, we've been led to believe that Epstein uh, killed himself and then everyone's thinking, no, he didn't. Um, he was murdered. But what if it's what if it's not that either? What if he is uh, still alive and it was just a cover-up to get him out? Yeah, we don't know. We don't know, so. But we do know, uh, but we do know that the prison guards did admit to lying and falsifying the records. We do have that detailed yeah. Um, the only problem is, I, these days I find myself like, well, do we have that detail or is that the details that's been handed to us? It's literally, I have to, I, I'm second guessing myself about everything now. Well, that's also a fair assessment as well. Question yourself, even. <laughs> Sometimes you have so, to. <laughs> um, so I, I, found, I found that's happening more and more since I, I uh, delved into the whole flat earth, flat earth topic, which I, I think you've probably covered as well at some point, haven't you? They are all over the show sometimes, the flat earthers. They get really rowdy. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've interviewed a couple of uh, flat earthers. I, I found that I find the topic very interesting, and I, and I kind of like it. I'm not a uh, I'm not a flat earther, but I wouldn't rule out the possibility we've been lied to about everything. So I kind of like the topic, and I like the way it kind of gets you to start to to wipe the slate clean and start back at the beginning. And say, do I do I know anything? You know. You never know. I mean, I haven't been up there, so I can't really tell you. I haven't been up there either. They haven't yeah. really even shown us any footage of them actually doing the mission. There are a lot. There are a lot of things that that don't seem to add up. There's very few videos looking down at the Earth, um, and I do wonder about the um, the rotation of the Earth. Sometimes it's like so we're really spinning around at a thousand miles an hour. It doesn't. Uh, and the moon's spinning. The moon's turning around exactly the right speed to, so that it looks stationary. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah. Sometimes I, I, I'm just confused about everything. It's a little odd, yes. And you get you you will be led down that sort of rabbit hole if you do watch a lot of these videos about NASA and the flat Earth 
They're all fascinating videos, though. I will be honest. Very thought-provoking, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, there's no harm in um, looking at everything. And I, I always say to people, you know, look, look at everything, but don't um, – one thing I can't quite understand about flat earthers and, and a lot of other topics is how some people go – some people look at the same things that I've looked at and then come to the conclusion, yes, 100%, I'm now a flat earther or, or 100%, I'm not a flat earther. And then I think, well, how come I'm always stuck in the middle where I'm thinking, oh, yeah, I've seen all this, but it doesn't – it's not enough information to make me think – yeah, I'm 100% this way or the other way. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't quite get how some people make that decision to to switch to uh, to be, uh, to be to really like, lay their yeah. cards on the table. To die on that hill, in other words. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can't really I commit to, that well either. Yeah, I always seem to have one foot just ready to jump the other side if I have to. I'm with you on that one. It's better to be sort of neutral in most things since, you know, not, no, not everyone really knows all the facts. I mean, we aren't really told the truth about everything. I mean, we still don't really know all the facts about 9-11. We don't know all the facts about JFK, another big one that they keep saying they're going to reveal this, reveal that, yet they always push the um, the date back. I mean, it's, it's quite frustrating for all of us. It is. Um, having said that, there yeah. are, I think there are a lot of things where you can eliminate what's not likely and you're kind of left with a couple of... Um, Tangibles that, cut, yeah. Yeah couple of tangibles and uh i think then at least you can kind of say well i really am thinking it's this is this is one of the reasons or something like that you know you can kind of start building up a picture and what about religion um are you someone that's highly religious scott i I don't think i have ever had that sort of conversation with you well, I do. I come from a religious background, so my family were uh, all Christians, mm-hmm. and I had a Christian upbringing. I've always, I've always questioned, um, you know, where my existence from an early age, um, maybe because of that. Um, so I would say I'm not religious, as in I don't. I'm, I'm not really a big fan of a lot of the religious religious institutions, um, such as Catholicism, um, Islam, that kind of thing. I think a lot of those are control mechanisms or, or, or certainly there's a lot of things about them which I don't like. But when it comes to actually looking at the world we live in and saying, did all this just happen? I, re- I, I kind of – I reject that. I, I, f- I feel like that there's no – I'm, I'm not a, a big believer in evolution as an explanation as to uh, how we all came about. And uh, I do – feel that there's enough evidence looking around at the planet we live on, how everything works together, um, all the different – the ecosystem. And um, I feel like the the Earth and all the living things in it do show signs of design. So I'm definitely probably more a creationist. A creationist, okay. I believe in creation – well, at least I believe in some type of creation and I tend to veer towards Christianity – uh, but again, I I don't feel like I have all the answers and uh, plenty of questions still. Understood. And how do you feel about what's going on with Israel and Palestine? Now, that's one I, I actually I was doing a little bit of research into that today, just starting because I, I feel like I hear a lot of people um, I, when I when I was growing up, it was all uh, anti-Palestine and, mm. uh, you know, uh, all uh, anti PLO, um, 
and kind of ca- casting the Palestinians as um, being the terrorist kind of more more the terrorists. I've noticed um, in the last decade it's kind of switched the other way. I've lo- noticed a lot of people are saying, "Oh, the Palestinians are the good guys, uh, Israel are the bad guys, bad guys or at least yeah. the Israeli government." Mm-hmm. Um, I feel I I don't know enough about the whole thing to form an an opinion about it. I do feel like the Israeli government. Um, I, I don't like the way they react. Um, some people are saying, yeah, some people are saying Israel is a terrorist state. Yeah, I, I don't like it when people say they have no right to exist. I, I don't agree with that. And I feel like I feel like uh, people that are saying that, uh, they're basing it on short-term history maybe. And I would say, does any country have the right to exist then? If you go back in history, uh, I think most countries can say, the, the different groups came in and and, um, and were victorious over other groups, so they they became the rulers of that piece of land. Basically, so, yeah. Yeah, so I, I don't think any any country can look at another country and say they have no right to exist because literally all the countries we live in were were basically people um, overthrowing people who basically, existed there before. So yeah, that's the way I kind of yeah, view it as well. I, do, I have a bit of a soft spot for Israel. I mean, I. Because of the Christian upbringing, and sure, because sure. I went there, I went to Jerusalem. Oh, okay, I didn't uh, know that. Part of part of um, the theme of, of, or it used to be, of my uh, Truth Sentinel show used to be that it was kind of a travel podcast where I would go around to different countries and sometimes do the show from right, different yes. countries I and recall. relate it to the episode. Maybe I just don't recall you going there though. But yes. I did, and I did do a, a show from a couple of shows from uh, Israel in Jerusalem. I must have missed um, that one. I'm going to have to hear about. I'm going to have to go back and listen to that. There's a lot of old shows. I might try and uh, revamp them and re-release them because they've kind of got lost over the years. Uh, they are still there on YouTube. But yeah, I did one. Um, uh, and one was with a video of uh, me going into the tomb of Lazarus. Um, and I think I did that with um, Sheila Zielinski. Ah, um, nice. Okay. Yeah. Um, so um, I've done other shows in the Egyptian pyramids where I interviewed a – I interviewed my guide at the Egyptian pyramids. And then I uh, interviewed Brian Forster who talks about those kind of topics. Um, and he had the alternative aspect, uh, alternative perspective on what the Egyptian pyramids are about. So, nice. yeah, a lot of the shows were were on that kind of thing. But I really did, I really did love Jerusalem. It's a beautiful place. I'm glad you brought up Egypt, though. That reminds me, I need to go harass Zahi Hawass. By the way, um, that doesn't bring any bells with me. Um, oh, he's he was um, what do you call it? Zahi Hawass, a notorious. Very notorious. Very, I'm, I'm surprised. Yeah, he's an Egyptologist, basically, of antiquity. Okay, yeah, probably similar to um, Brian Forster then, yeah. Uh, that was a long time ago. I was kind of looking into that. A lot of these a lot of these shows I did on the move uh, were, were a while back. I've kind of moved more into doing the, the live shows, you know, chatting and uh, kind of interacting a bit with listeners, which I find uh, a bit more satisfying these days, I think. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a bit more satisfying uh, especially having a like a conversation instead of much more of like a interview type format yeah although i'm still open to um 
to doing interviews but yeah i find it's kind of easier preparation wise when it, you when you're a it sort a of just turns into a conversation though um opposed from just a standard interview i mean that's kind of the way it, it it tends to work out for me though i mean i try to have like a interview but it just just turns into a conversation every time oh yeah no i have the i i i have the same kind of style really yeah i i think it should be that way in some ways um it's much. It works much better, even if you're interviewing a guest, to have a conversation rather than um, a, a too well prepared kind of interview with a certain kind of um, agenda. Yeah, that gets you know. kind of boring. I would say. Could be that. I'm sure there's some good ones out there, but um, yeah, actually, I, I mean, uh, at the moment, one of the big stories on the BBC is about the Diana interview that Martin Bashir did. Ah, yes. And I must admit, I remember when that first came out when I was younger, and and I, I thought it was bore, kind of boring, and I couldn't understand why people like him, like Martin Bashir, even to this day, I don't understand it, why they why they're on millions, you know, they get millions of pounds, you know, uh, for being amazing interviewers. Like the guy was just literally asking kind of fairly basic questions. Pretty basic, any, yeah. Any, yeah, anyone would ask why. It's literally a guy sitting there going so. How's your family life? It's like, and these guys are getting that kind of money. I've, I've never understood that. Hey, I'm with you on that one. I, I say the same thing about Joe Rogan. You know, he makes millions of dollars. And I think, does he really deserve all those millions of dollars? And I think, no, not really. No, no, not at all. No, I don't think so either. I, I don't mean, hate the guy either. I'm just being honest. Yeah, me too. Uh, I don't hate him either. I just don't understand why, why people put that kind of monetary value on something like that. I mean, that. even look at these uh, athletes in sports. I mean, some people get millions of dollars for putting a ball in a hole, putting it through a net. Do they really deserve all those millions of dollars? In my opinion, fuck no. I would say no, too. <laughs> Although at least at least you can say some Jesus. of these people um, train hard. They train hard. And, uh, Don't get me wrong. They train hard. But I mean... Come on, man. You're going to give someone millions of dollars for that? I, I mean, give me a break. That's kind of dumb. I mean, the, the people that I really, truly believe deserve big money are the ones that are in combat sports, the ones that actually fight and put it on the line, not people that are playing with balls. I mean, that, I mean, that's kind of lame. That's kind of weak. Uh, those people really don't deserve that much money, in my opinion. For me, uh, people who wake up at, say, 11.30 in the morning and uh, stagger out of bed and go and have their breakfast and kind of start their day at 12.30, they, they deserve all the money in the world, I think. I believe so. That happens to be me, but uh, it's more coincidence than anything. No, I think you deserve it. I do. I, mean, I, look, I deserve it. I, I think you deserve um, it. You deserve it all. <laughs> I deserve all the money in the world. Hell yes. No, yeah, I agree. Those the fighters. Uh, that's something I've been getting into more, more uh, in the last sort of five years. Is, is well, you're like there. Muay Thai fighting. You got to learn do, the. Um, you got to learn the art of eight limbs. <laughs> and the the one inch punch. One inch punch. Yeah. I'm um, jealous of I you, did, man. I, I would love to be out there to go to like the Tiger Muay Thai out there. Yeah, um, I would recommend anyone who's ever thought about it. Well, actually, I would have said this a couple of years ago. I'd recommend coming out here. But now traveling is just so much harder than it used to be. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I would say if if traveling becomes possible again, um, then come, uh, just come out here. Um, the training's fantastic. There's so many Muay Thai schools. Um, I go to a kind of family-run one. Oh, okay. um, it's a great way of getting fit, losing weight. 
uh, learning to defend yourself. Oh, yes. Learning to be a badass, basically. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I seriously, I seriously have since all this pandemic thing uh, happened. I've, I've really ramped up training and even taken up archery just in case I have to go and live in the jungle. Nice. Hunt now, down some food. Yeah. Now all you have to do is work on your ground game, and you're good. Yeah, and learn how to, uh, to uh, make food and cook. And you're set, yeah. And you're yeah. ready to go. And man, what so? What's life like there right now? Especially, is there any kind of life going on right now out there? Is, is everything just kind of like it is out here? Well, I don't know how things are out there, but I can say that... Pretty quiet, pretty I dead. Do, well, yeah, it's, it's pretty dead here. Uh, pretty I dead, can okay. say, um, despite how, how bad things could be seen, uh, I still feel like I'm in one of the best places in the world to, to get through this pandemic situation. I mean, um, when you live near a beautiful beach um, and you're on an island, so you're kind of not scrutinized as much as maybe if you're on the mainland, I think it's uh, it's brilliant over here. But, yeah, it's dead. Uh, and, and, when, and when I say these things, though, uh, it's good for me. But if you look at the local ties, their businesses are decimated, completely decimated. I mean, the whole tourism industry, this, this island where I'm on at the moment um, – relies on the tourist industry. There's, I'm pretty much one of a very small group of tourists here now. I don't consider myself a tourist. I've been here uh, five, four years now, but um, it's dead. Yeah, there's no tourists. I get the beach to myself. So obviously the advantage for me, it's it's quiet and it's nice, but yeah, it's destroyed and people are, people are going to suffer over here financially big time. So it's, it's terrible, but it, it's um, kind of beautiful for me at the same time. I had read something, I believe it was on Yahoo, where there was some sort of a headline that said Thailand is considering releasing like 50,000 prisoners uh, early amid yeah. a surge of COVID-19. Yeah, although I think you'll find, although it's been done a bit more discreetly in other countries, that's kind of happening in other countries too, where, where they're not putting so many people in prison because of the, the pandemic. But yeah, the um, I think uh, last week the amount of infections doubled, and but most of them were from the prisons. Uh -huh. So, so yeah, they may release people. I don't mind if they're non-violent people, but yeah, prefer not to have too many murderers coming out on the streets. Yeah, you don't want to be around too much of that, Scott. No, I'd rather not. Um, I mean, my Muay Thai skills are getting good, but they're not quite up to the level <laughs> they need that, to be. Yeah, they're not that. They're not there yet. I can't fight off like uh, thousands of uh, prisoners. Yes, that that's not good, not good at all. All kinds of stuff can go out, go down out there in Thailand. It's a it can, it can, yeah. But um, I mean, at the moment, the situation here is all all bars are closed, which is pretty severe for me. I, I do like to go and have a drink sometimes. Um, sure. Restaurants, restaurants and cafes are open during the day. They have to close about nine o'clock. Um, the like I said, you're not supposed to drink with another person in your own house. So that's uh, kind of there's, – there's a lot of these kind of weird draconian things they sometimes do every now and again. But they don't really have an effect on your day-to-day -day life. Um, uh, hopefully no one from the Thai police are listening. But, uh, you know, if, if someone wants to come and have a drink with me, I'm not going to turn them down. So no, You're not going to say no. And they'd have to have a helicopter hovering over my house to catch me. And uh, if they're going to expend that kind of uh, money on – surveilling me then i guess they deserve to catch me but yes but you have to be careful the south african uh, covid19 variant is running rapid out there in thailand the b1 
351, I believe it's called. No, that's not the one I'm concerned about. It's the uh, Yorkshire one is the latest one. Uh, the UK variant. There's another one. There was the Indian variant that everyone's talked about, and now India don't want people to refer to it as the Indian variant. But uh, um, there's another one now that we should all be afraid of called the Yorkshire variant. The um, Yorkshire, Yorkshire variant. a small part of the UK. Yes. Yep, it's the new one. And they always – I don't know even know why they mention these variants because they always start off by saying we don't know if it's any worse than the uh, the main virus. Um, it's all kind of, again, like you said before, to confuse and to 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 try and keep people afraid so they're going to have the uh, – Yeah, the I'm, conf- I'm confused by it all. I, I The CDC is like uh, kind of like NASA, you know, never a straight answer. That's kind of what the CDC is like now. Well, it's not just the CDC. It's the uh, it's exactly the same in the UK, in Thailand, everywhere. The one one thing I've noticed when I've been traveling around is a lot of people think the things that are happening in their country are kind of specific to their country, but they're not. They're um, they're happening all around the world. Yeah. And uh, I mean, as we were talking before about how I tend to stick to um, somewhere in the middle when it comes to the pandemic. Um, I I do believe I, I fairly firmly believe that this was all planned and that there are ulterior motives to a lot of these things and I think there are a lot of clues and logical rational things we can we can look at which should lead us in the direction that this is a kind of agenda to seize control and possibly even worse you know it could be a global depopulation agenda I still think America and China bear all the responsibility for COVID-19? Um, maybe, maybe. Well, I feel uh, like I the virus was passed around for Dietrich and it made its way up to Canada and it made its way up back to China. And, you know, it was passed around to be worked on. And we did maybe, have a hand on it maybe, in it too, though. Maybe. I mean, um, I'm some led to believe, believe that. Yes. It, that it was related to the U.S. elections. It does seem to be timed very well for that, I'd have to say. So, but I do feel there's so many aspects to this, but it's definitely a global event. Oh, yeah. Um, and it may be, um, you know, it, it may be that China and America have, uh, are heavily involved in it. And it's certainly, if you look at the, the Wuhan story and the, um, the, the idea that it's a, a bioweapon that was released from the Wuhan lab, that, Again, this whereas when I was talking about the Epstein uh, situation, yes, whether he killed himself, and uh, I, I think he probably got out alive. Actually, um, I feel that with the Wuhan story, it's so, it's almost so obvious that it came from the Wuhan lab that yes, maybe sir. that's that, that's yeah. what they want us to think again. So I kind of but you're kind of saying no way. To yeah, that too. I hear you. I hear you on that one. It, it is a strange coincidence, though. All these things that happen. There's always like some sort of drill that's going on before it. There's always some sort of military game. Uh, like in 9-11, there was war games going on before 9-11. And of course, there was something called Crimson Contagion that also was a um, a drill that happened back from January to August 19th, where they were doing the simulation. Uh, they were um, basically, um, it was a simulation that involve like tourists returning from China, spreading a respiratory virus in the United States, beginning in Chicago. And in less than two months, that virus had infected 110 million Americans, killing more than half a million. And yes, this was something done by our own government, Crimson Contagion. Look it up. It's just a strange coincidence, though, that 
there's always a drill. There's always something going on before shit hits the fan, Scott. There was quite a few of those um, drills going on. There was the SPARS pandemic. Uh, you can look that up on the uh, on internet, SPARS, uh, which has a very similar pandemic uh, going on in their right. kind of um, predicted scenario. Then you've got the Rockefeller documents, um, which operation, the, the lockstep documents where it, it talks about a future event, which is very similar to what's going on. Yeah. You've got Cygnus, Cygnus, which came out, which was came out recently. Um, I saw the document yesterday, which is talking about a response to a pandemic. Then there's Event 201, which you can find out about on YouTube. And I was actually involved with Event 202, which was a kind of response to Event 201. Uh, Event 201 was the one organized by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, right? which which happened in um, at the end of 2019. And August 2019, it finished, and it was very, very similar to the coronavirus uh, epidemic we're, we're supposed to be in now. In fact, it was a coronavirus in their, in their scenario, run by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. And yet, Bill... Uh, appears on TV uh, a month later saying we should have prepared for this. And he knows full well they were preparing for this. So I do feel there's a lot of lies going on. Um, check out Event 202, uh, which is the response by a lot of people from the alternative media on, on uh, YouTube. And the video that starts off that Event 202 is actually was made by me, and I have the, the voiceover for that. That's become quite a big it's become quite a big movement now, Event 202. Thousands of people getting together and trying to kind of um, respond to a lot of things that are going on uh, by giving information uh, to the contrary of uh, the mainstream media. And also, it's interesting, you know, we're talking about Bill Gates. We mentioned Jeffrey Epstein earlier, and obviously both these gentlemen have crossed paths. They were both friends, and for the longest time, you know, it was downplayed. They're saying it's just a conspiracy. People take photos together all the time. You know, I don't really believe that sort of thing, Scott. People don't just take photos to take photos, you know. Oh, come on, Michael. Um, <laughs> Bill Bill Gates was just there on holiday. He only went for a couple of days. He barely even saw Epstein. Yeah, he never heard of him. He was just, um, <laughs> he knew about the island, but not about Epstein. Yes, they never even met. And uh, yeah, I'm sure he knows him very well. I, I think there was some really dodgy stuff going on that island. And um, oh, yes. Belinda, Belinda, I mean, sorry, Melinda. Um, I, that was me bullying again because I'm yeah, kind you're of being a bully. That she, yeah, I was being bullied then. I can't help it. Are you? Are you? Um, are you trans shaming Melinda? Is that what's going on here? I think that's what I was doing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Um, yeah. Apparently. Melinda, um, that's one of the reasons she wants to uh, divorce is because of uh, some of the stuff she found out about right. him and his Epstein um, connections. Pretty shady, pretty shady. We all know Bill Gates was friends with Jeffrey Epstein, but we are finding out, according to the Daily Beast, that he wanted to win a Nobel Peace Prize. Hmm, interesting. The tables are turning, as they say. There do seem to be some cracks appearing. Um a lot of people uh, have, have asked me why why don't I like Bill Gates and um, there's there are some factual things you can find about some of the things he's done but again with every story there's a counter story you know his vaccines have they helped people have they killed people um, it's um, it depends on which on, on what you want to believe but 
when I see Bill Gates um, doing a doing a chat on um, on social media or something, he just comes across as creepy and very uh, creepy. Yeah, very creepy. And I yeah, I just I get the heebie-jeebies from him. So uh, it's almost enough for me. Well, he was friends with Jeffrey Epstein, so that's all you need to know. <laughs> yeah, of course, he was a creep. Exactly. Of course, he even looks like a creep. And former employees, they have already been on the record saying that he demonstrated questionable behavior a time or two. Well, every time he speaks, he seems question to be, uh, behave questionably to me. Um, right. The other thing is, the other thing is, you're you're the rich one of the richest men in the world, and you can you can have any hobby you like. And his seems to be vaccinations. Um, vaccinations and me. eugenics, yeah. Yeah, strikes me as a little weird, you know. Does that not a bit strange? I found a new hobby. It's vaccinating uh, groups of people, and uh, I'm, I'm obsessed with it. Well, I mean, if you really want to get the answer to this question, if you go to Africa and you ask some of those families out there what their opinion on, on Bill Gates is, I'm sure they would tell you. Yeah, and I'm sure they uh, might not be very positive. Their family members are dead, probably. Because of ah. whatever vaccine he was um, out there screwing around with. Yes, indeed. And um, I think um, for me, yeah, when it comes to the pandemic, things don't make sense. I mean, all of the countries of the world working together for the first time. I mean, think of all the times they could have done that in the past and solved solved problems. Uh, world peace and uh, the Israel-Palestinian problem we were talking about earlier. There, there's not a concerted, concerted effort to do anything about that. If there was, it could be resolved within a short time. But uh, all of a sudden, we have this virus, which isn't even deadly, that suddenly brings the world to a stop and gets all the countries of the world working together. It just seems uh, pretty unlikely to me. And do you think this is a real virus, or do you think it's all a hoax, by the way, Scott? Well, um, I, I would entertain both possibilities, but I would say, why not have both? Why, why not, not have, have both? Have, yeah. um, a real virus and a hype. Yeah, yeah a hype job. Yeah, mm -hmm. a real virus uh, or a disease. Uh, some people say there's no such thing as a virus as well. So oh, God. <laughs> I keep an open, open mind to that. But yeah. um, I think personally, my personal belief is there is a disease out there, which they've got if they need to use it. Um which would be classified as the um, COVID-19, which may be the one that came from the Wuhan lab, right. if that's a true story. Uh, but I do feel like uh, people like David Icke um, kind of say is that you almost don't need a real virus for this because they're using dodgy tests like the PCR test, uh, which even – this is the thing. It's not a conspiracy theory. Uh, even the person who invented it, uh, Carrie, Mu Carrie Mullis, was the inventor of the PCR test. He, You can see a video. You can find that on my website, by the way, www.truthsentinel.co.uk. Carrie Mullis is on video. He's the inventor of the PCR test, which basically ran this whole pandemic. And he's saying that he doesn't understand why, why the governments of the world are using his test to um, diagnose COVID-19 when it's not supposed to do that. And he said his only conclusion is that governments are using it for another agenda. Those are ex his exact words. Check the video out on um, on my website. Well, I mean, someone is making hand over fist with money, and it's not us. So, yeah, there is an agenda at play, and we're not a part of it. We're not. And um, I wish I was, I do, though. I want more money. 
Well, you, yeah, there's nine. I read there was nine billionaires um, created so far in this pandemic. I guess I need to start hanging out with billionaires and, you know, trying to sort of like sway them to coming up with new ways to like kill innocent people. Maybe I could make more money doing that. What we need to do, actually, yes, rather than criticizing these people, we need to do the same thing. We could create a lot of fear around some sub subject and then sell the solution to it. That seems to be the way to make money. Yeah, that'd be the best way. We might get sued, though, if we do that. When you make that much money, being sued isn't a problem because you just I know, pay right? the judge. <laughs> it sounds like a Kenneth Copeland, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I know I know Kenneth Copeland. I can't remember the, the backstory behind him, though. He is a very, very odd individual. But that's what happens when you get deep into anything, uh, you know, especially with religion, you could go into all kinds of strange things. I remember my dad used to get leaflets about Kenneth Copeland through the post when I was younger. So really? I used to read those. Oh, my. Yeah, I, I, yeah recently uh, he seems to become a bit, a bit strange. He's lost his mind. I mean, let's hear, let's hear him right now. Let's hear Kenneth Copeland if, if we can. I mean, do we have audio here? I think we have audio. Oh, oh there we go. Jesus. Standing in the office of the prophet of God. There he is. I execute judgment on you, COVID-19. Oh, I execute judgment on you, oh. Satan. You destroyer. You killer. You get out. You break your power. You get off this nation. I demand judgment on you. I demand. I demand. I demand a vaccination to come immediately. Yes. Uh-oh. I call you done. I call you gone, gone. Intense. You come down. Oh, come down. From your In place the- of authority, destroyer. You come down and you crawl on your oh. belly like God commanded you when he put his foot on your head in the Garden of Eden. You will destroy through COVID-19. No more. No more. No more. No more. It sounds fine. (laughs) Is finished. Finished. It's gone now. Thank God. Is over. Hallelujah. And the United States of America is healed and well. Thank you, Jesus. I feel better already. He should do voiceover work. He really should. He's really good, I think. He's got a great (laughs) voice. Got a great voice. Wow. Um, he sounds totally rational to me. I would, um, I would have no problem letting him look after my children. I want to give him millions of dollars. I would too if I had it. I think someone already did. Oh dear. I think God wanted yeah. him to have all those mansions and all the private jets. I mean, God pays well. It's uh, interesting to hear him say about the vaccinations as well. That's a uh, that's an interesting message. Oh, yeah. Send Damn me. it, we need a good vaccination. Well, earlier last year, I mean, he was telling people to put their hands on their monitors, on their TV screens, and by the grace of God, COVID would leave their body. Well, <laughs> how, do, how does he know it was in their body in the first place? Uh, well, he maybe he's a conspiracy theorist. Mm. It's a conspiracy. Yeah. That's why. Yes, he does sound very unhinged. He sounds insane. 
<laughs> he does. I love him, he though. I, I, we love Kenneth Copeland here. He says all kinds of crazy things. And, oh, God, I mean, here's another clip I, I have here of Kenneth Copeland for you. And he's even more crazier. Let's hear this. It, it's a it's a shorter clip. Don't worry. I know he's he's kind of, you know, it's, he's fatiguing to listen to. I, I get it. I get it. COVID-19. I'm blow. The wind of God. He's born the wind of God, by the way. On you. On you. You are destroyed forever. You are destroyed forever. And you will never be back. And you will never be back. Let it happen. Cause it to happen. Cause it to happen. COVID nineteen. Oh, it's playing again. Sorry about that. <laughs> he got really excited there. I'm sorry. I might put that as my ringtone for my phone. That'd be quite good. Might scare some people off. He's blowing the wind of God on COVID. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. What can you say to someone like that? I, don't I like the really I, know. I like the fact he was telling people to calm down earlier as well. <laughs> Yeah, that's good old Kenneth Copeland making lots of money from the flock. <laughs> I'm I'm in the wrong business. I should be praising God, talking about Jesus Christ, and then the money will flow in. Mm. It's amazing the uh, the power of speech, though. I mean, look at that. Uh, I was looking at the jo- Jonestown massacre the other day when ah, I yes. got them to drink that, the that drink. I feel like that might be happening a bit more with this. Um, I'm not, I'm not, I've never been an anti-vaxxer, but I feel like it is kind You're of a similar one. kind of pressure going on at the moment. You're becoming an anti-vaxxer. Yeah, I am. I am I understand. now. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to snort the vaccine when I get it. It's like, look, look at the coercion and the, um, the propaganda going on at the yeah. moment to try they, and get people to have the vaccine. It's they are incredible. trying to, yeah, they are trying to like really hone in on that. They're trying to, almost like they're trying to shame you. And this is something I was talking about even last year. That once all these things come out, there's going to be like celebrities that are going to be telling you like, hey, this is the new thing to do. This is the new shit. You got to judge this. Happening. Yeah, and we're seeing it happen now. But I mean, even like last year and even early on, I was saying there's going to be all these mandated vaccinations. They're going to need a passport. And people were like, man, Michael, you are just you're you're just so fucking high. Yeah, you, you know, lost it. You yeah, lost your mind. Thing. Yeah, yeah, and I, man, I, none of those people think that now. They think, well, they still think I'm high, but they think, man, you're right, though. I would say we're not far. I, th- I would say um, I, I've got lots of worst case scenarios about the future, but I do feel like the vaccinations becoming mandatory are, is probably going to happen. It uh, might. It's, alri- it's already happening borderline here in Thailand. It, borderline, it is, it is um, going to happen. I mean, they are already really clamping down on certain venues out there. I'm sure you're going to be um, required to have these sort of things going forward. And we already see this sort of being experimented with at airports. I'm not sure if that's going to make its way to America, but it might. Yeah. In Thailand, there's a, there's a region of Thailand at the moment where they're going, they're going round um, people knocking door to door and they're, they're saying you can come with us and have your vaccination now. And if you refuse you will have two years in prison or a 40,000 baht fine. So I think it's more like $600 or something. Whoa. Um, so, yeah, that's um, – I think – and uh, I, th- I just think a lot of countries, you just need to look at other countries to see where – what's going to happen in your own country. That's pretty hardcore. It is pretty hardcore. I think it's going to be mass coercion, which is already happening at the moment. I was listening to some uh, – 
call-in radio shows in London and the amount of hatred that's happening um, towards people who haven't been vaccinated. It's um, it's pretty. It's getting pretty uh, scary. Yeah, they they are they're vaccine shaming now. Yeah, and they, they there are people who are not in le- not letting their grandparents visit their grandkids because the grandparents haven't had the vaccine, so they're removing child visitation rights, that kind of thing. Right. Yes, this is a very interesting time right now here in America, and of course around the world, we don't really know what's going on, what's going to happen next. It's all quite interesting. You know, we don't really know if you know being around someone that's been vaccinated if they're going to get a sick or not. They say, yeah, I heard they, about that. Yeah, they say that they're still going to get sick. You know, you you avoid having the vaccine, but you you get it anyway because you just hang out with someone who's got, who's had the vaccine. Yeah, you hang out with someone who's vaccinated, and then you get it. That's shit. Yeah, yeah. And let's say you got vaccinated, and you hang out with someone else who's vaccinated, and they still get you sick. That that's that's also possible. Or what happens if um, somebody like uh, I meet somebody like Jennifer Connolly and she's had the vaccine and she wants to to hang out with me yeah. and then suggests going in to ha- have a nightcap. Sure. And I have to turn her down because she's had the vaccine. Yeah, I mean I don't know. Take the risk, I guess. You know. Yeah, that'd be a, that's a dilemma I'll have to face, I guess. It's a pickle that you're gonna have to decide, but the choice is yours, my friend, and I think you'll make the right one. Sadly, though, Jennifer just doesn't seem to be interested. I know she won't. She won't return your phone calls, right? No, exactly. And the um, the visitation bans and the uh, the legal measures are still in place. <laughs> yes, the the lawsuit is still in place. Yeah, but um, reg- coming back to um the pandemic yes, again, um, I do feel like it's kind of it, it's all kind of silly. Like if you go if you think back to the beginning. It was kind of like, oh, here's this virus. It's kind of, uh, it's, it's kind, of, it's supposed to be uh, quite serious. It's, it's leaving China now, and all the other countries in the world were like, oh, don't let it come near us. Oh, look, we're going to let the Chinese people in anyway. Oh, oh, look, we've got it now. Oh, here's a, here's a ship next to Australia. Uh, there's, there's no cases in Australia, but we've got to let these people come in because right. it's the humane thing to do. Oh no, look, the whole of Australia's infected. It's kind of like that's what we're supposed to believe that, that we just kind of accidentally allowed it to spread around the world it's so it's so silly because if it was true we could have just closed the borders literally just just said okay no we're not gonna not gonna let infected people come into the country pandemic over it could have been stopped it sort of reminds true that's very true my friend i agree with you but doesn't that also remind you of like 9-11 you know with the you know here in america the the most advanced nation in the world the most security and then these guys with no experience uh, they, they they were just able to sort of bypass all security. You know, they went to flight school and performed all these sort of maneuvers that are impossible to do. Even professionals aren't able to do it. But these guys, they were, you know, they just were able to do it. I mean, that's what you really want to believe, right? That makes the most sense to you. Well, I I, <laughs> I was suspicious, but then they they did find that um, passport on the ground. Ah, near, yeah, near the, the uh, passport. Yes. So then then I thought, ah, oh, okay, it must all be true. Then it must be true, especially if the government said so, right? Well, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be true. You know, the, there's so much fake news going around these days. But if it's on the BBC or CNN, then we know it is true. It's okay, got to be so, true. Yeah, apparently, I read that on the BBC that. If you want to know if something's fake news or not, if it was on the BBC, it's not fake news. But if you read it anywhere else, it's it's just not true. That's right. Yeah, and so I'll go along with that one. 
I'm with you on that one. I'm a hundred percent with yeah. you on that one. And you know, by the way, some people got really angry with me. They were saying, are you anti, are you an anti-vaxxer now? And I thought, no, actually, I'm actually, um, not at all an anti-vaxxer. I'm just someone who's not going to take a vaccine that hasn't been, you know, a hundred percent sort of proven to be effective. I mean, if you, if you get it, the the reason why I say that is I still have a chance to get the virus and you still have a chance to give me the fucking virus. So how is that an effective vaccine? I mean, it's not really, it's not really anything really. I mean, all it does is prevent me from getting worse, I guess you can say. But I mean, it, it's kind of, it's so like, that's such a strange thing though, my friend, the, the whole, you know, um, the whole virus thing is, is very odd. I mean, they it's want extremely odd. Yeah, I mean, I mean the the virus is is deadly somehow. Even though let let's say I have it yet, you know my immune system is fine. But someone else, I'll be around. It's going to kill them. That's that's the um, that's a cool that's superpower the lie. The the biggest lie about this whole thing. And that's I, a good I, superpower I hear... though. I want to go around killing everyone. That's a great superpower. <laughs> imagine uh, imagine trying to kill people with COVID nineteen. You, You'd have to inject it into their veins, and then even then, they've got a ninety-nine point four percent chance of survival. That's—I'm sorry, but that is not deadly. None of this makes sense to me anymore. Uh, if if you're uh, under the age of fifty, you have an even higher chance of surviving. So, literally, you could only kill someone with COVID nineteen if you injected it into their veins, and they were over. Over seventy with a, a, a comorbidity, so right. it's ridiculous. It's not a deadly disease, and in fact, you can you can. This is a fact. Uh, you can go to the uh, UK government website, and uh, it's classed there as not even being a high consequence infectious disease. Right from the beginning, they that's the official status of COVID nineteen that it is not a high consequence infectious disease. It's not a deadly disease. You you will almost certainly not die of COVID-19. And most people that you speak to have never, ever met anyone who's died, who, who has anyone in their close family who's died of COVID-19 that wasn't, that wasn't already seriously ill or in their 80s or 90s. Yes, a lot of older folks were the ones who croaked the majority. Yeah. Even though there were a lot of cases, you know, younger people did die, of course, but... The majority were just older folks and, you know, those that were cardiomyopathy victims, you know, those that were a little bit on the heavy side. Yeah. And even there, even those people, a lot of these people did not die of COVID-19. It just so, ha so happens within uh, 28 days of testing positive with a very dodgy test, the PCR test, which has almost 80% uh, false positive rate in some cases. Um they, in fact, it doesn't even test for COVID nineteen. That's a fact. So, they 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 didn't die of COVID nineteen, basically. Um, but that's the other inconsistency I see is like if you have the vaccine and die within twenty eight days, you did not die of the vaccine. Where, where's the consistency? There is none. There is none. Then I think another key factor to this whole pandemic, apart the, the the dodgy PCR test is one of the biggest factors. Without that, you haven't got a pandemic because uh, it doesn't prove that you've had COVID-19. And that's a fact. The, the second one is the asymptomatic spread. About 75% of people you see in all of these uh, infection rates. So if it says 1,000 people were infected today, 
uh, or have COVID-19, you kind of think of people lying in their, in their bed coughing and spluttering. But no, they're people with no symptoms whatsoever. Uh, they're asymptomatic people. So they don't even yeah. know they've got COVID-19. That's what the I mean. The reason is yeah, they, haven't, they haven't got COVID-19. That's it's what I'm talking line. about. Yeah, the asymptomatic people. That's why I'm like, it's so dangerous yet. I don't know. I have it. Exactly. <laughs> there's a, there's yeah. a good meme going around with, uh, the, have you seen the Dumb and Dumber one? I don't think I have actually. It's a meme with uh, Jim Carrey in, uh, you know, out of the Dumb and Dumber yeah. movie. And he, he's look, he's turning to the other guy and he goes, um, but I don't even have any symptoms. And then the other guy turns around and goes, uh, that's one of the symptoms. Yeah, that's one of the symptoms. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. That's a good um, one. There's a, there was a report done, uh, which you can also find on my website, about the um, the idea that an asymptomatic person who has COVID-19 can pass it on to another person. That's also a lie. They did a test on, um, I think it was 450 people uh, who were tested positive to COVID-19 but didn't actually have any symptoms. They were asymptomatic. 455 people. You can check this out yourself. It's on the uh, on the NCBI, uh, NIH website, sorry, uh, a study on infectivity of asymptomatic SARS-CoV-2 carriers, 455 contacts, and they, um, they didn't spread it on to anyone else. So it's just a lie about this whole asymptomatic spread. There's too many lies for this whole thing. And uh, I, I, again, I, I just believe it was a, a planned event and there's there's various um, reasons for it, I think. And to piggyback on to what you were talking about here, two weeks ago, 73,000 people watched a fight indoors in Texas. They were watching Canelo Alvarez fight Billy Joe Saunders, I believe. A great fight, by the way. Well, one-sided, but, you know, it was a good fight while it lasted. It was pretty interesting. But anyway. Well, I saw that, yeah. Yeah, but 73,000 people were there, and I'm not hearing anything about any of them getting sick. Well, that's because nobody's doing any... They're only doing studies that, that back up the whole idea that everyone should be afraid. Why, why don't they do a study after, after an event like that to see, yeah, do, do a test of everyone as they come out? But the problem is with the test, when you've got a dodgy test, it's going to show some people are infected even though they're not. So it's difficult. But, uh, yeah, I, it, it's, it's stupid. It, there's a lot of lies going on. And they say COVID and they say COVID symptoms, uh, you know, they appear after they, or they could take up to 14 days to manifest. And, you know, it's been, it's been a while now. It's already May 22nd. And that's the date they would have to find out, uh, to see if any of these people were going to contract COVID. But, um, no, um, no cases have risen in that county, by the way, after those people attended the fight. Doesn't surprise me at all. Are I mean, you surprised and, and to hear that? I'm not. On the opposite um, angle, you've got people who say went, flew to Thailand from the UK or from another country. They tested. They tested in the week before they got on the plane. They were not positive. They arrived in somewhere like Thailand. Uh, they had to go into a 14-day quarantine where they got tested uh, once a week, um, and they were not positive. They then, on their last day, get tested and uh, and they're positive. So they haven't met anyone. But they've contracted COVID nineteen. It it doesn't make any sense. A lot of this stuff. It doesn't. And of course, there was also Notre Dame versus Clemson when they played a college game, and there was all kinds of people freaking out about it last year. And literally, there were zero cases that were reported. There was a bunch of people that ran on the field. That's why <laughs> no one got sick. By the way, 
Yeah, well, it doesn't surprise me. I, I just <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of lies going on. I think the the test the test is the dodgiest part. Nobody's looking into that properly. This the PCR test does not test for COVID nineteen. There's allegations that COVID nineteen hasn't even been isolated in a test tube. Um, there are people that said it's been kind of back reverse engineered in a, in a, in a way that's not normally done to, to kind of say this is COVID-19. Mm. But the usual method of isolating it in a test tube has not been done with COVID-19. So that's why some people say it doesn't even exist yeah. because they can't, they can't show that it ha- does exist. Um, well, I still the think test- the virus is real, by the way. I, I think it is a real virus, but I think there are ways of spreading this virus that aren't even really um, known yet. I think that's yeah, a possi- I agree with that. I, I think agree. there's yeah. yeah, I think there's something to that that they're not really they haven't really disclosed like truly how people are also getting infected. I think there's probably more to it, and I think possibly um this is going to go down con- you know the conspiracy road here, but um let's just say what if they were purposely doing it? I mean, look what happened with anthrax. Who was behind that? Oh yeah, the FBI. Oh, I, I almost uh, – I'm totally on the uh, the the side of they're purposely doing this. See what um, I mean? They probably leaked it themselves. Maybe they – you know, maybe they have something somewhere and they just, you know, like let's say like they have like a – you know, like you would – like a salt shaker. Let's say it was like filled with COVID or something. You know, maybe they're, you know, like just sort of pouring it in somewhere, you know, little by little. And that's how we – some people got sick. Or maybe they're spraying it in the sky. Or they're spraying it in the sky. I totally, um, I, I'm totally open-minded to that. And I, but I'm almost a hundred percent think that they're, they're deliberately doing this. I, I think it's a planned event. They're deliberately doing it. And I hate to say it, but um, I, I kind of, I've hesitated on the depopulation thing for a mm, while. Agenda twenty-one, but yeah. I, but, but now I just feel that's the only, the only rational, rational conclusion. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, I, I think the money side of things. Some people say it's just about the money. No, they could have, they could have made money another way, and they didn't. They wouldn't even need to vaccinate everyone. They could just raise the price of the vaccines and mm-hmm. be happy well, with the. Um, that's true. Plus, the the people who are doing it have got all the money in the world, and right. in some cases, some cases are almost printing money. They just they they don't need this to make money. So I think the only the only rational answer is they're going to depopulate. Um, maybe slowly, maybe quickly. That's the only question for me. My goodness. Well, we are left with more questions than answers as we usually are when we go down these paths here. And Scott, we are coming to the end very soon here, but you know, I was going to throw out Jimmy Dore. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. It's not someone that I really follow. You know, he's kind of like an ex-comedian, kind of like on the political side of things. You know, he's kind of leaning left. Uh, you know, I don't think no, he's... I haven't heard of him. Yeah, Jimmy Dore, he's not so bad. I kind of like him, but, you know, I was going to tell you that he got his second Moderna shot just, well, I think on the 17th of, um, I think it was, yeah, uh, April 17th, and he said, this is what he said, update, got my second Moderna shot, had have had body and joint pain, general flu-like symptoms ever since, most recently experiencing weird, well, not weird, wicked, rather, wicked stiff neck on some side, uh, the, the same side the shot was administered. This is over a month now, so he's facing all these weird uh, complications from that the, the first shot, apparently. 
Yeah, and lots of people are. There's people dying from this vaccine, even though the medical profession won't accept. If someone, if you die within 24 hours of having the vaccine, they're not going to put down that you died of the vaccine. So um, they'll be very reluctant to make any links. So there's people dying from the vaccine. Uh, I've heard more people dying from the vaccine than I have of COVID-19, but I mean... I, I just think it's getting it's getting kind of ridiculous. Those videos yeah. are. I know you've seen those videos online on social media of those people putting like magnets up to the the spot where they got the shot, right? I've heard about that. Yeah, that's um, kind of. Odd. I don't know. A lot of but, people. But then I saw the BBC denied that that's happening, so it can't be true. Oh, it Michael. can be true, right? Who knows? But apparently, we see. Plenty of these videos on social media, maybe they're all lying. Maybe the BBC is telling the truth. Hmm. (laughs) That was a good joke there, Michael. Oh, yes. But, Scott, um, definitely tell us uh, anything, what's going on in your mind right now, what you are feeling in terms of what may happen in the next coming, let's say, five to six months. Where do you see America and the world is kind of headed towards more you know, more draconian sort of regulations going on, or do you sort of see this thing kind of like going away? Okay, here's my take, and go I'll ahead. go further than six months. I'll go 10 years. I'll go 10 years from now. It's my firm belief that this will not be over, that wow. what's happening now, what's happening now uh, is a, a serious plan to take over humanity, to take to control people, Probably to depopulate as well, although, although I'm a bit more hesitant on that one, but it does seem to be that way. But in 10 years' time, this is still going to be going on in some form or other unless people rise up against it. I'm sorry. that, uh, uh, And you can quote me that on if we do another show in, in 10 years. You can <laughs> play that back because I'm convinced this is not – this is not a little thing that's going to go away in six months. Six months from now, 100% certain. Uh, that there's going to be made the major uh, elements of what's happening now is still be going to be continuing. Amazing. But I, I'll go as far as 10 years from now. That is wild. But yes, I do plan to live those 10 years. I'll still be doing a show, I'm pretty sure. And we're going to have to bring you back on here and we'll play that audio and say you play are a prophet. Back to me and hopefully I'll be saying, ah, Michael, I was an idiot. I was, uh, <laughs> I'd read, I'd watched too many podcasts. Too many, too many TV, yeah, watched too much TV, listened to any podcasts, listened to David Icke too much. And I listened to people like Dr. Michael Yeadon, who was the chief science officer at Pfizer, who believes this is a depopulation agenda. This is the guy who ran the vaccine company that is now giving out the vaccines. He formerly was the former head of Pfizer, who are giving out your vaccines at the moment, he believes this is a depopulation agenda. I, I can't get any, you can't get much bigger than that. He sounds like a conspiracy theorist. Yeah, it just seems, it just seems weird. He's, he's, he was the head of the company that's now controlling this whole thing. Man, what a coincidence. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what it must be. It I must think, be. Yes. Oh, yes. It, well, actually, that's probably not true. It must, there must be an error in print. He probably never worked there. Could be. You know, could it's be. A, maybe, yeah. maybe Dr. Michael Yeadon is an imposter. He might be Dr. Fauci, as far as we know. Who is a nice guy, Dr. Fauci. He's a beautiful man. He's lovely, and um, I just love the way he talks, and uh, he doesn't come across as creepy at all. Not at all. You won't have nightmares of that face, for sure. I won't. 
I hope not. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I hope to God you don't. But Scott, well, what else is going on with you aside from, you know, you know, conspiracy stuff and just talking about all these things? Well, what What's going on with you in your in your life right now, though, Scott? Um, how are you feeling? Are you okay mentally? Well, what's going on with you there? Apart from occasionally banging my head against the wall, um, mentally I'm fine. You're cool. Um, no, actually, I, to be honest, I, I can deal with these things pretty well because uh, I've kind of been involved in these kind of topics for a long time. Um, mentally, I'm fairly okay, although I, I will honestly say I do grind my teeth a lot these days, I've noticed. Ah, comes <laughs> that with is age. one physical. That is one physical aspect which I, I wonder is connected to this whole thing or whether it's it could be something else. But, yeah, I, I kind of find myself a little bit more agitated and grind, grinding my teeth. But otherwise, I'm absolutely fine. The way, I, I do feel like um, you don't have to let any of this get to you if you don't want to. I, I live in a, a beautiful place with a swimming pool and uh, I can see the sea from my window. Um, live in, there's a nice garden. So I'm, I'm really enjoying nature these days, really focusing on keeping fit, doing Muay Thai. Nice. And I, th I think if I've got any positive message to anyone, it's, it's to get in the best shape of your life so you can deal with anything that's coming. I like that, yes. That's what I've been doing the past maybe, it's what, like three, four weeks now. I've just been lifting weights now. I'm actually starting to lift weights like three times a week now. I'm starting to really feel it. I'm trying to yeah. turn myself into an animal now. And, you know, I never really lifted weights too much. I mean, I would do it occasionally for strength, for jujitsu. But now I'm like, I'm really, you know, getting in there. I'm wanting to pump more iron. So, you know, I could slam a motherfucker. That's great. But yeah, I mean, I always, think, but I, I mean, I always could. But I mean, I always could, though. I mean, I know judo, you know, I, I know wrestling. I could trip people, take you down. But now it's like, you know, instead of just using all technique, you know, I have more strength now. That's good. I think uh, that, that's that's what we should all focus on is really focus on health and improving our health. And uh, by natural methods, we don't need to in, uh, inject ourselves with anything. That's true. No steroids. Yes. No steroids. <laughs> no steroids, no vaccines. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm doing the same, basically, just focusing on that, enjoying nature. Um, with, with, sli with a slight concern, we're living in a um, very – very uh, weird times. A very, very weird time. And yes, looking at the clock now, we are running out of time. And my God, has the time flown by yet again, boys and girls. And I'm afraid I'm going to take it home. And I do want to thank all of you out there for pressing play on this episode. It, it's always a pleasure and a great honor to do this for all of you out there. And of course, Scott, it was a pleasure and honor to have you here on the program again. Um, I won't be a stranger this time. I'm going to bring you back on more frequently. Uh, Scott, I feel like, you know, we barely touch the surface here. Yeah. And likewise, I would love for you to come and chat to us on Truth Central yeah, yeah. sometime. Um, uh, anyone who wants to check out our show, www.truthsentinel.co.uk or find us on YouTube while we still exist on there. Truth Sentinel. There's two channels. I, I might. Yeah, Truth Sentinel 2 and just Truth Sentinel. Uh, you should be able to find us on there. We do live shows. We'd love people to call in and come and say hello to us. And Michael, too, love to you to come and chat to us sometime. Yeah, I'll jump in there. And, of course, don't forget, if you are a fan of this program and want to help us here, go to patreon.com forward slash Michael Deacon, and that's where you will find gold. As they say, that's what the, the, the hip kids say. You know, that's where gold falls from the sky. That's what they say about the Patreon there. Yes, go ahead. 
look it up. That's where we're on right now. This is a Patreon show. And uh, international listeners out there, guten Morgen and good Morgen for the Swedish people out there. We love them very much. We love the Germans out there. We love all of you freaks out there in Canada, the UK, Australia, and, um, who, oh yeah, Russia. We, we love the Russians out there. Very nice. And of course, you can find this, um, strictly on, well, actually, I take that back. You're going to find this on the podcast rendition and, uh, Stitcher. And of course, Anchor, the uh, platform I was telling you about earlier, Scott, you know, that's where I, I would recommend you to upload your podcast. If you're going to, you know, if you're afraid of losing YouTube, that would be the best possible solution for you, Scott. Okay, yeah, thanks for that. I'm going to start uploading onto other sites like that to try and get a bigger reach. Oh, yes. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being a part of the program. Start boosting those immune systems if you haven't already. The biological war is around the corner. Once again, thank you so much for being here, Scott. Say goodnight, everybody. Goodnight, everybody. There you go. (laughs) You you, you know, you could could have some more enthusiasm. Say goodnight. Go ahead. No, I, sorry. I thought I thought you were you were saying to that you're talking to the audience and telling them to say good night, and then it suddenly dawned on me you were talking to me. Um, yeah. Yes. Good night, everyone. And it was uh, great to uh, chat to Michael, and I hope to speak to you all sometime again. Uh, catch you later. Don't be scared about the future. Uh, just train, train hard, so you're ready for anything to come. Love that. Thank you so much for being here, Scott. And of course, boys and girls, goodbye for now. 